Smartcast. We're able, like, to tell where a young girl in the in the in in London, England, you know, through her DNA, what's actually going on energetically inside of her body. You know, we're we're able to tell people that they have mold in their house and that they, you know, that they've got emotional issues, like you've been able to see. And it really, people always say to me, like, do you have a camera in my house? And I'm like, no. This is how the spiritual side of it works with the epigenetic side of it, where it comes together. So, Welcome to the Cosmic Love Antenna Podcast. This podcast is meant to encourage you to connect within so you can share your light with the world. And now, here's your host, Harrison Ma. Harrison Ma. Harrison Ma. Welcome, beautiful souls, to the Cosmic Love Antenna, uh, another episode, pumping them out at the moment, and I'm so excited. I, I've been excited for each episode, but this one, you know, I think it's early morning for me here in Australia, so there's a lot more coming up than normal just because of the hour of the day. But I'm your host, as always, Harrison Ma, and my guest today is the powerful mind that is Michael Huey. And Michael Huey is a nutritionist. He's a wellness and longevity coach. He's a trainer. He's, he's many things. But to me, you know, he really signifies and embodies seeing into people's light, seeing into people's love, seeing into people's what is already there. A short little anecdote. I met Michael on the Clubhouse platform. And when I saw his voice, felt his voice. When I got to hold space with him, I felt very intimidated, to be honest. I was very like, oh, this, this is a man that obviously has a lot more years of experience than me in my practice. But what was interesting, straight away, this being saw the light that was in me and he held space for me to be the person that I am. And this is not just a Michael and Harrison thing. This is a Michael being Michael to everyone thing. So today, that is why I wanted Michael to come on to show to share his brilliance, but so all of you could see his loving light. Michael, welcome to the Cosmic Love Antenna. Brother, that was a great introduction. It's really funny. My wife texted me earlier because I told Harrison, like, you know, it's super early over there, right? And I told my, my wife knows my schedule and she knows I had back to back to back appointments. She said, well, maybe you can cut your one before that. So you're sure. And she said, make sure you tell Harrison that I love him. And she just loves his voice. She loves his integrity. She loves who he is. And, and to please my wife um, is she's a really, she has a lot of discernment and a lot of wisdom. And I think that she can tell, you know, she, she can tell people's heart. And I think that that's what's important. So thanks for having me, brother. I'm, I'm super excited to be here with you. I was looking forward as, as I end my day today, I started it at four o'clock this morning and now it's, you know, it's three o'clock here, two forty-five ish. And so, you know, it's a long day and you're my last thing that I get to do today. And I'm super excited. I, I, I'll finish with this. One of the things that I really liked is, you know, being able to meet Harrison on, on, on clubhouse and then interacting with him on and off the app. But when I interviewed him on my podcast, I felt like I got to know him better. Like we, like, even when he said, you know, you know, let's be open and honest and let's just do a fireside chat. I was like, dude, that's what you and I did. So mm. it's going to work out. So yeah. thanks, brother. Appreciate you. Uh, you're so welcome, Michael. And I'm just already getting goosebumps and things moving through me. But it's funny you brought up Lisa, your your partner, and sh she's on my list of things to talk about. So don't worry, we'll 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 get to Lisa. I can't wait to just love it. add in that element. But Michael, where I want to start this chat is 
you know, I want to learn a bit more about you, right? I know, I know elements and I'm sure you're going to teach me some more here, but I want to give people listening a bit of a background on the loving light that you are now in this incarnation that you're currently acting as. So I'd love for you, Michael, to give us, you know, we don't have to go into a deep biography, but, you know, some of the key elements, you know, like I said at the start, you're a coach, you're a nutritionist, you do a lot of uh, research into nutrigenomics and epigenetics. What, you know, you've had a pretty expansive career thus far. What, you know, what comes up when I ask you the question, what, what has allowed you to be the loving light in the world that you are at the moment? Um, and that's, then that's probably the best question that anyone could ask. And the reason I say that is, is because it's really funny. I, I, I decided this week, Harrison, that I would ask people how old I was. <laughs> and, and, you know, I, I've got the, I, I actually have it written down right here in front of me. The average range that I got this week was 40 to 43. Okay. That was what normally people said. You're in your forties, 40 to 43, and I'll be 54 years old pretty soon. Okay. So even at the highest end, I was still 11 years, you know, beyond that. And, and, and I think for me is, is I'm probably in the best part of my life I've ever been in. Like my marriage is good. You know, I, I shared with Harrison, you know, I got sick for the first time in 23 years mm. before the start of this. And I had all these expectations of what the beginning of 2022 was going to be like. And then it changed, but God really met me in the midst of that. And, um, and, and sustained me in a way that I never thought could happen. And I, I really embraced what he was doing. And my wife always says, sometimes you have to slow down to speed up. Mm. And I never thought that it would be the way that it happened, but it's made me a better friend. It's, you know, uh, I've made more money in the first two months, you know, in the year, just not even really getting started with the things that I have coming. Um, I've signed a, a couple speaking engagements at big masterminds, one of them being next week for my friend, Mike. And uh, my wife loves me more than she's ever loved me. She told me today when she left and before, and we've been in, in the 28th of this month, we'll be married uh, 14 years, which is fantastic. You know, it's, it's, a, it's, it's been fantastic. And so, yeah, for me, Harrison, I feel like the best days of my life are ahead of me. And um, I think it's because of the peace that God has presented to me and the direction to not just be an out. This is how I would, would end it. I would say um, I had a really awesome dream that I shared with you a while back, and now it's kind of been manifested in my life. It's become a reality. And my spiritual father, Dr. Randall Langley said, whenever you I had a prophecy spoken over me about two months ago to over me and my wife. And he said, in the midst of promise whenever god's promised you something there's a process that you go through and he said most people quit before they get to the promise or they get distracted or they give up or something traumatic happens and for me i've really uh divorced the outcome and married the process of what this is going to look like and i wake up every day better than i woke up the day before mm -hmm. and so i'd say where i'm at now is uh, the Lord gave me the word consistency for 2022. And I think when you're consistent in what you do and the message that you have and the things that you want to do, you attract the right type of people. So I'm in a, I'm, I would say I'm in the best space that I could possibly be at. 
Oh, so much in there that I would love, I want to break down, but <laughs> I'm going to, I want to come back to your faith and you as a minister in a bit, but I want to, so you, and we just heard it as you were speaking, then you embody this sort of this goal and ambition of sort of, you know, healthy longevity, right? And there is such a, there is such a myth in, in sort of modern society that we age and with age becomes frailty, right? Frailty and, and a decline but as everyone just heard right your your biological age is actually going backwards as you age in your years right so michael i'd love to you know before we move on to some other topics here where did this you know this ambition for not just embodying healthy longevity but this ambition for teaching it and supporting others with it come from where how long has that been in your psyche and been moving through you from this consistent way it's, it's, it's funny that you asked this. So, um, one of my mentors just recently passed away uh, a week ago and I was unable to go to his life celebration because I had a commitment that I, if I'm committed to something, I, I stay committed to that. Right. Um, and he told me when I, at a very, when I was in my twenties. And so obviously, you know, I've known him for a very long time. Um, he actually said to me, he did some tests on me and he's a psychologist and, and uh, he ran one of the largest, he ran the largest uh, pregnancy center in all of the United States and told me that he had saved thousands and thousands of babies from abortion. And he said, he said, Michael, you, you have a heart to serve. You have a heart to serve. He said, um, and that servanthood is very much like your savior's heart. And, um, and um, he said, you're like, Jesus, that you would sit down and wash the feet of your disciples. And that's what you do with people. You're always about helping people. And he said, it shows in your giving, it shows in your marriage, it shows in a lot of things that you do. And so for me, Harrison, I, I've really learned that. And even just looking at, you know, things that I've went through, you know, being told I'd never graduate from high school and never go to college and then doing all of those and then getting nominated for a PhD and just all those little things that I did, it allowed me to know that I could be those things. And I, 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 you know, you, I've heard you speak on, you know, I've, I've, I've spoken things that the Bible says to speak things as not as though they are. And then we just push away those limiting beliefs. Right. Mm. And I believe that now I'm finally, because of what, I mean, my grandmother was my best friend and she taught me to serve and to love and to, uh, you know, she, she probably laughs at me sometimes because I sometimes want things for people more than they want for themselves. And I don't give as much grace as God gives me, but I've really learned really in the last probably three to six months, how to overcome rejection how to not want things more for people than they want from the top and just to love people where they are. Mm. And for me, um, my business has expanded so quickly, just meeting people where they are and realizing that I can't serve everybody, but I can serve the people that I'm called to serve. Mm. And that for me has been most important. It's interesting, Michael, I, a lot of the words that you speak and the intention that you base yourself in, there's a, there's a lot of similarity in this idea of unconditional love, right? And in my, within this podcast, but also within my coaching and the business that I have within the cosmic love antenna, that is the, that is the base. 
right? We, we tune into that space of unconditional love. Then from that space, once we go in through self-love, then we radiate outwards, right? Then we attract, right? Whether it be the clients into our lives that we can serve best, as you were saying, whether it be our, the, our relationships with, with intimate partners, much like your wife, whether it be through friends and collaborations, right? It's interesting. Our, like I said, at the start of the podcast, when we first met, we met through Clubhouse and we met through a platform that emphasizes the expression of love through the voice, right? It's very easy. If anyone's ever used Clubhouse before, it's very easy to realize when someone is speaking or feel is the right word, feel when someone is speaking from a space of love and authenticity and when they're not, right? And 100%. Yeah. And Michael, you do a really good job with sort of, in my opinion, you do a really good job with centering in that space of unconditional love and then projecting that love and light outwards, right? And that's what attracts, right? That's attract, that attracts what you deserve. Michael, I want to switch gears here a little bit to one of your sort of specialties and, you know, the reasons that people come to see you and it's nutrigenomics, it's nutrition and nutrigenomics. And I, I want to twist, I want to add a little twist on this nutrigenomics topic for people that don't know, maybe you can explain it a bit better than me, but the, the fields and the research and the idea behind nutrigenomics is getting to a really bio-individualized expression of fine tuning our nutritional expression based off our genetic expression. So you give me my nutritional specialty based off how my genes epigenetically are expressing, right? Absolutely. My question for you, Michael, is do you think there is a spiritual connection here? Do you think there is a spiritual connection between the work, maybe the work that you do, or maybe the work that you see in the field at large between our nutritional and nutrigenomic health and our spiritual being that we have inside of us. What are your, your oh. thoughts around that? So we just, it's funny. So um, one of my, I don't want to call him a new friend, but our friendship has kind of went to the next level. Um, him and his wife, uh, she's an actress, a very prominent actress. She gave up her Hollywood career to do Christian films. Um, she did a film a couple years ago. That's how I met her. Um, she did a film called Unplanned and it was on uh, it was on abortion and it was on uh, the tearing down of Planned Parenthood. And she played this. She played the, the boss of Planned Parenthood. And it was just it was just fantastic. And that's how we met. And he's a pastor in California and they she's a coach and she does. So they actually just hired me to do some work for them. And and uh, and and one of the things that I, I understand is that we're energetic beings. Right. We're we're. We, we have that, you know, I've replaced my, my own spirit and I've replaced it for that of the Holy Spirit. And so for me, when I look at herbs and I look at, you know, when you think about nutrigenomics, it's using naturally occurring compounds in synergy, in synergy to create and affect the way our genes are expressed, whether they're upregulating or downregulating. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's why for the first time in history, we've been able to patent nutrigenomics type of herbs, you know, before, mm -hmm. I mean, you could, you could never patent herbs before, like, how do you do that? Right. And, and so when you think about that, now I've realized that there's 60 references in the Bible where God says he'll use the herbs of the field to heal our bodies. Mm -hmm. And so you have 
in my opinion, because I don't believe in coincidence, I believe you asked this question for a reason, you have the manifestation of God's word becoming reality in my life uh, of something that at 30 years of practice, I finally come across something that actually does what I really, what, what, what it really intended to do from what I learned scriptural from reading the Bible mm -hmm. for 40 some years. Right. And, and, you know, just, I mean, even just looking at my father at 81 years old and seeing how not only did he get his life right spiritually, but now he's got his life right energetically, mm. right? Both of them combining together. I always say, if you combine those things together, you got praying hands, right? And so you, you allow that to be, it, it reals, it becomes revelation. Mm. And, uh, so it's funny, uh, James and Rabia and I and Lisa were on a phone call last night and it ended up being a two hour phone call, which for me, having two hours to be refreshed by a friend that called you to hire you. And then you're talking about spiritual things and that type of stuff. So no, it was really good. And that is a confirmation to me that you didn't ask that question by coincidence. Mm -hmm. We just talked about it last night and, you know, I do bioenergetic DNA testing where I'm able to read people's bodies and, you know, I can tell, you know, I, I, I just did a read of one before we got through us and it was, it was crazy. So, so yeah. funny that you say that, Michael, because my, my next question here that I wanted to ask, and I'm so happy because, because this is just, you know, when I, when I first, I started this, doing this podcast a couple of weeks ago now. Right. And, and one of the reasons that really kicked me in the bum to finally do it was to scratch my own itch. Right. I really want to you know, I've been, like I've been saying, I've been spending a lot of time with you and other people on the Clubhouse platform, but it has its limitations in terms of, at the very least of what I can learn, right? I spend a lot of time teaching others, but in terms of me learning, right? It's not, for me, it doesn't scratch that itch. So this this podcast is scratching that itch, right? Love it. With that desire of itch scratching, I have a question with you based on what you just said about the, the spiritual side of the nutrigenomics and the epigenetic expression of our genes. Michael, do you feel that we as individuals, and just so people are aware, I think our spiritual health is like any, any other side of our holistic health is that it needs training, it needs awareness, it needs you know, discipline and, and, and um, what do you say? Consistency. Consistency, consistency right? <laughs> it definitely yeah. needs those things. But if we have those elements, Michael, my question is, do you think the powerful spiritual being inside of us can get to the point where we can actually feel genetic expression, where we can feel the, the epigenetic switches on and off. So say like I'm talking to you about some of the, the nutrigenomic supplements that you make. Am I Harrison based off my spiritual development, able to get to the point where I can tune in, ask my soul, ask my spirit, whatever your name is for it. Right. Is that something I need right now? Is that switch on? Thus, I need this pathway to be enhanced. What are your thoughts? Yeah, no, that, that's a great question. And, and, and for me, I look at that as an, an extended tool, right? Like another tool, like James and I last night, we used this. He, he said something. He said, Mike, he said, I've been watching you for like two years now. And he said, uh, Robia and I said, you know, we've went through all these coaches and other stuff and said, why didn't we just hire Mike like two years ago? We wouldn't have had to go through all this stuff. And he said, he said, I said, why do you say that? Because I always want to know things. I want to learn why people are feeling what they're expressing. Right. And he said, because you have this, because you've built this tool belt 
that has allowed you to do so much things and help so much people. And now it's attracting the right type of people. You know, today I was talking about, you know, codependency and all that stuff and how that can direct us in the wrong thing. But I totally believe that through that energetic stuff and through that energetic being, just like when I do, when, when, when me and two of my practitioners do the bioenergetic DNA testing, we're able like to tell where a young girl in the, in the, in, in London, England, you know, through her DNA, what's actually going on energetically inside of her body. You know, we're, we're able to tell people that they have mold in their house and that they, you know, that they've got emotional issues like you've been able to see. And it really, people always say to me, like, do you have a camera in my house? And I'm like, no, this is how the spiritual side of it works with the epigenetic side of it, where it comes together. So yeah, absolutely. hundred percent. Yeah. I think it's so exciting. And I, I just, and this leads into the next thing I want to speak about here. I, I, I look into the future about where this sort of, you know, your part in the industry, but the sort of holistic healing, allopathic and sort of Eastern combination synergy moving forward together. It's sort of going in this direction, right? When we're realizing this spiritual being that's inside of us and its impact on the physical, right? It's impact on the emotional, it's impact on the mental. And so this is sort of the next thing I want to add here, Michael. And, you know, I think this is becoming more and more evident in the world is this need for bio-individualized healthcare, right? Bio-individualized medicine, bio-individualized holistic practices that really focus in not on only the person, but where they are right now in their life and their unique expression, right? A little story here I want to share and I'll pass to you for your thoughts on this. You know, I, I do a lot of work around ancestral healing and from an emotional trauma side of things, right? Not only does say that I experience a trauma at the age of 20, let's say I'm in a car accident, right? And I'm un unable to process and have the space to emotionally integrate and regulate through that. Not only will I pass that trauma that is unfinished onto my children, I'll pass on the little genetic snip saying, that trauma happened at the age of 20. So then when my children get to the age of 20, there's a high chance that that trauma will express itself so it can be healed, right? So I, I share this to really ask you the question, Michael, looking forward into the future, where do you see the, what do you predict happening in terms of this bio-individualized healthcare and, and support system that you are a part of? Well, I, I think it's here. Right. I think the, um, you know, I was sharing the story of one of my new clients that um, just, I just finished three months with him and he wanted to do the next part would do six months. Right. And so um, it, it, the first part of, of his journey, the first month, we didn't even talk about nutrition. We dove into some of his childhood stuff. We dove into uh, you know, generational stuff like his family and his father and what he went through with his mother. Um, and at the end of the first month, he'd lost 20 pounds and we never even went over any nutritional stuff. Right. <laughs> and, 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 and his, his relationships with his kids were restored, um, you know, and that piece of uh, really being able to look at the individual. And I think a lot of times in the holistic wellness thing it's very me centered okay and it's not focused on the individual 
So when you focus on that individual and you look at spirit, soul, body, mind, will, emotions, if you look, I mean, you can take me, for instance, five generations of alcoholism, right? Almost in scriptural terms, I call it a generational curse, right? Same, same type of thing. But I broke that curse because I chose not to drink alcohol, right? And so, it, and, and spiritually, I've been healed at that. I mean, and even my mom, my mom was just like you said, at a certain age, you know, she, she took up alcohol, right? Because it was something that, you know, had been happening in her family. So we always say this, we're no, my, my wife says, this is great because you asked this question. She always says, we're no longer bound to our DNA mentally, physically, spiritually, emotionally, financially, whatever those things are, because we have the availability to break through that wall and break through that veil and then be able to see a blueprint. It's like no longer a quick fix, Harrison. It's a blueprint and a map that allows me to understand when something comes up, I can pivot or something comes into my life. I don't have to be a part of that just because I was told I would never graduate from high school and go to college and then obtained three degrees and 35 certifications, right? I broke through that. And I think that's what's been important for me. And not only for me, but has allowed me to teach this to other, other people. And, you know, a lot of my wife and her friends, they've helped people through generational stuff, you know, going through inner child healing and all the stuff that you're really passionate about. So yeah, totally. Oh, I love it. Michael, your, your advertisement check will be in the mail. Uh, you just, <laughs> it's funny. It's funny that you just, you nailed, you nailed all that with the sort of, that's the reason again, just for people listening and everyone tuning in the cosmic love antenna is not just the name of this podcast, but it's transformation that I offer in the coaching that I do. And part of that is, you know, I use the, the antenna analogy or the satellite analogy, right? That we need to be mindful of the support structure on the outside of the antenna, right? So it's foundational and strong. So the frequency flows, but if the frequency is not flowing internally due to ancestral trauma, due to addictions, due to childhood elements, due to emotional irregulation, then we can support the internal structure as much as we want. But that love, that frequency is not going to be as efficient unless we handle that, that deeper spiritual, emotional, mental stuff first. Right. So I would, I'd really encourage people listening, you know, whether you are tuning into Michael's beautiful words or my beautiful words, with the practitioner that you work with, even if they aren't, you know, maybe specialized in the area, at least have the conversation, right? At least have the conversation about the childhood elements, the ancestral elements, and just hitting on that, that, that breaker of the, of the, of the, of the chains that I would call it, Michael, that's what should inspire you, right? If you using your example, Michael, of the, of the alcoholism that's been in your lineage, right? Break that chain, not only for you, for the individual that's experienced it, but through the power of ancestral healing, when we lean into those elements, we have to realize that we heal forwards and backwards, mm -hmm. right? So we heal our children, whether we've had them or not, right? And we also heal, and this might get a little bit woo and spiritual here, but I know Michael could probably go there with me. We also heal the ancestors, yeah, right? That are always there, with us, right? They're there with us all the time, right? They're there supporting us. And if we can lean into these painful elements that are passed on, they're going to double down, right? Do you, would anything come yeah, up I see, around Well, that I, I see, I, I, it's really funny. I just, I just experienced this with my mom. 
you know, and my mom had traumatic brain injury and, and, and so I had to make some rough decisions, you know, at certain times in my life with my mom, where I, I just had to, to, to be that source. Right. And, um, you know, I have watched it. I've watched, you know, I've said to her, you know, I, I don't receive what you're going through. And I break these chains that you said it, you know, I break these chains and these bondages, um, you know, I'm experiencing it. And, and, and I'm so glad that we had this talk because there's a client of mine that um, I'm going to talk to you about a little bit that, um, you know, has been through some PTSD trauma, you know, and uh, doesn't really have a spiritual background, but has went through some nightmares and some trauma stuff like that. And, and I've been using some of this work and it seems to be working. And so I think when we really acknowledge, you know, I always say, you know, lights and stands and stuff have three legs. And if one of those legs is not working, it falls down. Right. And so when we have a spirit, soul, and body, mind, will, and emotions, and we're able to combine those things back to the, even to think like the nutrigenomics and that to combine them in synergy and work in synergy, it evolves into something that, you know, like God says, you know, I know the plans that I have you is for it to prosper to give you a hope in a future. Right. And then it expands upon that to have revelation and understanding and healing and freedom and deliverance that comes through that process. Like I said before, you know, anytime there's a promise to get to where you're going, there's always a process that you go through. And I think that that brings healing in that process. I love it, Michael. I love you very much. Thank you for just having this going down these rabbit holes with me. I, I want to, it. as I promised, I want to come back to Lisa. I want to, I want to speak to Lisa here in a second through you. Right. And the, the context I want to view it through here is, you know, if, if anyone is listening to the podcast, that's heard your voice before Michael, maybe they've listened to your beautiful he fluence uh, podcast where you talk to other people and you spread your voice and your message to the world. They probably most likely would have heard the love that you share about your beautiful partner. And my question here to sort of, you know, wrap everything in, Al, we've been talking a lot about a bit about relationships here. We've been talking about our relationships with our inner child a little bit. We've been talking about our relationship with our ancestors, our relationships with the clients. My question for you, my friend, because I know that you can deeply speak to this. Where do you feel, where do you feel the impact of our intimate relationships? So us with our partners, our wives, our husbands, how does that play a role in our awakening, our healing journey, right? Whether we are a practitioner like yourself or whether we are someone who is trying to move through challenges of pain. That's so good. I believe in the value of how God created us, right? And um, it's so funny you brought this up. So Lisa and I had a, a, a pyramid that we looked at this weekend and it was God our spouse and then our family and then our businesses and everything else. And then it showed another pyramid where all of those things were over here. And then a little pyramid was over here with God. And so it separated him by himself. And for me, what made me different was, is the intimacy in my relationship with God has allowed me to have a different intimate relationship with my spouse in conjunction. It's allowed me to not be attached to the negative anymore. It's imagined me to be attached to the positive. It's allowed me to feel younger. It's allowed me to have a different perspective on relationships, forgiveness. I mean, Harrison, there's 
many peer-reviewed researches that I've read late, lately about the effects of unforgiveness and breast cancer. Like you look at all of these emotional things that people go through. And we were at an event praying for a lady. And my wife said to her prophetically, uh, who have you not forgiven? And then she went through this process with her and the lady was weeping and crying. And I'm just going to be honest with you. I believe that God was healing her and through that very process of double breast cancer. And so when I learned these things about healing and, and I'll use this last example to confirm what you just said, I, I shared this earlier with you about my client who lost 20 pounds his first month and never did anything except forgive himself for, he went to his children who he was estranged from four of them, asked them for forgiveness. And now he's restored all these relationships. He's off all these medications. He's begun to give himself the availability to go back to church, to build community. His businesses are thriving. So one aspect of that forgiveness and that inner healing that we talk about, that you talk about all the time, has affected, it's been a domino effect. I saw a new show on the other day about where you touch one domino and it just, it takes off this, this massive thing. Right. And I believe when you go through that inner healing and you go through and you really dig into the spirit and the soul, it affects the body in a way that the human can't explain. It comes from the start of that journey of forgiveness and healing and restoration. And for me, it's, I mean, I've forgiven my dad for a lot of things. I've forgiven my mom for a lot of things. And it's really brought a lot of restoration for me and for my clients and for my wife. You know, if you knew Lisa and I were to, you know, apart for a while and we both went through our own things, but when we came back, our marriage is stronger than ever and nothing, the bond that we have now, there's nothing that can take it apart. So thanks for asking that question. Oh, goosebumps, Michael. And I felt the emotion coming up in your voice right at the end there. And so thank you for going deeper with that. And I think people felt it. And I want to just maybe highlight this even more, you know, just for everyone to understand. I, this is where really my, you know, I'm a holistic practitioner, but if I was to put myself in some kind of niche, right, it would be the sort of emotional slash spiritual to the physical connection, right? Everything that you're talking about, right? And, and you know, just speaking from that heart space, I want to explain this even more clearly for people to understand you know, I, I work a lot with the chakra system, as you probably know, Michael, and the the heart chakra, which is the heart plexus, so everything that governs that chest area. It's not just the heart itself, but the lungs, that whole area. Grief, grief is one of the emotions that holds itself there, right? And if we're moving through unforgiveness, what's one of the emotions that's probably going to hold itself if we haven't, you know, moved through it yet? And it's going to be grief. Mm-hmm. And just to make this very clear for the physical connection to this, as you said, beautifully, Michael, we are energetic beings, right? And what is emotion, right? Emotion is energy in motion. When we do not lean into the, the true self-forgiveness in, in, in the reflection of a beautiful partner or relationship, that grief emotion is not allowed to move in the way that it wants to move. So what do you think it's going to do, right? We know through a physics lens that energy is neither created or destroyed. It is either moving or transforming into something else, right? So if we do not allow the beautiful grief to be expressed in the way that it wants, it's going to show up. The body truly keeps score. It's going to show up to get our attention in some other way, right? What's another way? Well, maybe that cortisol imbalance that's putting you in a chronic fight or flight response, 
yes, it might be due to the toxic food that you're putting in your mouth, or it also might be you not allowing that grief to be expressed in the way that it deserves to be expressed through true forgiveness. And by you truly allowing that to come up and out, that is the last domino that is needed for you to get back into that parasympathetic state so you can finally lose those kilos, those pounds that you've been waiting on for so many years. Does that, does that resonate? hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah, no. And, and, and it, it, it makes me think of situations and people that I've been able to walk through those things with and people that I'm walking through them with currently. So yeah, totally. Yeah. So exciting. Michael, I want to shift gears once again here. And it's funny, we might have to do another episode if you feel cold in the future, because there's, there's so many little tangents we could go on from all the things we've talked about, but I, I want to, it'd be, I'd be remiss to not hit on this element before we finish. And it's this idea of, you know, you're a minister, you're a, you're a pastor, right? And I, maybe you can explain how long you've been in that role, but I want to really look at it through the view of everything that's been happening in the world at the moment. And, you know, I'm new to the podcast world. So, you know, I want to be mindful of this, of the sea topic and all the things that are going on, but I do want to ask you, you know, how has your relationship with your spiritual being as a pastor, you know, how has it fluctuated and changed in a pandemic world? Right. What, what has that been like for you? Well, so let me explain that. So the pastor, I'm, 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 you would consider me a reverend. Okay. Cause um, the pastor is the pastor who pastors the church, right? Even though I'm licensed, been through school and, the, and, and, and I want to make that clear because maybe my wife would listen and we kind of had this little thing about pastoring and reverend, right? Um, for me, I've watched more people come to a, know a growing relationship with God during a, whatever we call this, a pandemic, pandemic, whatever it is, right? Because Harrison and I know a lot of the truth about it, right? And we've talked about a lot of it. And I think for me, um, I don't believe it happened to us. I believe it happened for us. And if you read the book of revelation, it's a very manifestation of what God planned. And it said would happen way before the foundation of the world was even created. Right. And it's, and it says that all things were created by him and for him, right. Not to him. Right. So I don't believe, you know, wherever you are, whether you're in Australia or you're, whether you're in the UK or whatever, that it's the reason why I never put my faith and trust in man. You know, I don't, my pastor is my friend, but he's still a human. He's not God. And for me, um, the Bible says, you'll know the truth and the truth will set you free. And when I have discernment and wisdom about what's going on in our nation and in our culture and in our country, um, and in the world for that much, um, I can look at it through the eyes of God and not through the eyes of man. And I don't have to live in fear, which I believe, going back to what we were talking about earlier, that fear has destroyed people. It's caused people to be sick. It's caused people to, you know, make decisions to be, to do things that they normally wouldn't do you know, whether it's get vaccinated or whatever that may be. And I, I think when you make decisions based on fear and emotions, it takes you away from what's your inside your very being and allows it and, and, and prevents you from becoming, you know, I said this today to a lady and it's no coincidence again, 
uh, that that's how this went. You know, I said, when's the last time you got along with God and prayed about what the next season of your life at 60 is going to look like? And she said, I have to, you know, because she goes, I, my mom's about to pass away. Her mom was in, in, in a, in a hospice and she had just lost a pet, which, you know, we, and we talked about grief. And I think a lot of times, a lot of those things allow us to experience things that we normally wouldn't experience if we would have not got to experience them. Right. And so now we're using those as fear and grief and all this stuff. When God says he didn't give us that, he gave us a spirit of power, love, and a sound mind. Right. And as you talk about it really, you know, God says to love your neighbor as yourself. Right. And the greatest of all is love. Right. And you've always embodied that and spoke that because once you get back to the center of what love truly is, all of that fear and doubt and worry and all of that stuff begins to fade away. And then you can look in the mirror and see yourself the way you were created to see yourself. And you can love yourself, which gives you that availability to love others. And I think that's super important. Uh, so, so deep and so powerful. And, you know, I, I want to make something very clear with one of the elements that you just said, Michael, and it's this idea of giving our power away, right? And this is not just a COVID thing. And I, I agree with you. I think COVID is just another sort of, it's given us an opportunity. I believe much like yourself, we not only live in a, in a universe where everything is happening for a reason, we live in the universe where everything is happening for us. And, but what COVID, one of the things that COVID has given us has given a lot of us the opportunity to stand in our power. But we, I think where we often fall down is that we feel that if we stand in a place of power, that's actually taking us away from our love, right? We feel that if I'm going to stand up and let, let's just use an example, let's say, the lockdowns. Let's use that as an example here. Let's say if I stand in my power and speak from confidence, maybe sometimes anger about what I feel is right or wrong about the lockdown situation, then maybe in that angry state, I'm actually moving away from love. But the paradox here is the more that you stand in that fiery, confident, you know, you know, expansive light, the more that you come back to your love. Amen. At the, it, regardless, regardless of how other people see you, right? This is again another sort of misconception that we feel that if we speak certain words, that if it is not handled in a certain way, then we must be incorrect, that we must be wrong, that we it must becomes be our identity. Yep, and, and, we, and our identity it can't. We can't. You know, a lot of the times, Harrison, when I tell people to look at themselves in the mirror and and see themselves the way God sees them, and see themselves healed and whole, and mm. and and picture themselves their ultimate self that there's a good friend of mine who's a pastor and 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 he he preaches on identity and he said once your identity becomes hidden in the love of god and who god created you to be that love expounds outward and inward yeah right and and you attract the right type of people you keep the wrong type of people out and then you're able to focus more on what's that identity and that's you becoming who God created you to be. And so it's so important. So important. I love it. And that, and last thing here, then we'll, I want to wrap up with a certain question and give you a space to speak about your love, Michael, but that attraction doesn't just apply to people, right? It applies to your healing journey too, right? This is, this is sort of something that I teach in the cosmic love and tenors that we attract 
what we deserve to be. And when we're in that loving state, if I'm moving through a pain, right, if I've had injuries of some kind, if I embody that love, I start to attract the places, situations, and things that I'm going to need for that healing to become manifested in the way that I deserve, right? So I love it. Michael, I want to, before we wrap up here, I want to give you, I have one more question, but before I get to that, I want to give you the space, right? As I've been doing with all my guests here, you are doing so many beautiful things in the world. So I want to give you a bit of time now to maybe if something is bubbling up for you that you want to share with people listening about how your love, right? All the things that we've talked about today, what are some of the things that you wish to speak about to maybe promote or share with people listening that they might be interested in what you're doing in the world? Um, it's really funny, you know, when I stepped out of God's permissible will and into God's perfect will, and I relinquished all of the things that I just relinquished. I kind of, it's like when you, the, 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 the guy riding the horse, when he relinquishes the reins and says, it's not about me, it's about you, God, he, you know, brought things into my life. You know, I, I, I just did, I did in two months, I did 600 religious exemptions saving over. I mean, and all of them have been approved. There's still some out there, but we've saved, we not had any rejected. We saved over 500 and some people's jobs, you know, and just to think that one course I took for an hour and a half saved hundreds of jobs. And then, you know, now I've booked out all of my one-on-one coaching clients and we're creating a mastermind for health professionals. And, um, you know, I'm doing it with some very high profile people. I'm going to have some really amazing people come and speak and teach. But what I think is most important is relationships. You know, for me, my businesses are growing in the direction that I want them to do, but I want to build longer, sustainable, lasting relationships that are quality and that allow both of us to see ourselves the way we were created to be and to be able to serve one another in a way that God intended us to serve. And I just want to build deeper, longer lasting relationships with people like that. So that's my goal this year more than anything is number one, to be consistent, um, you know, be intentional and serve. I want to serve in a way I, 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 I will say this. I re I, I shared this with you. I reread the book boundaries and, um, I have set up boundaries in that, but I do want to be able to serve and 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 build deeper, solid relationships. That's that's some of the goals that I have for this year. You're listening to this and your heart is expanding to the words that Michael is sharing. I'll what I'll do is I'll put details of Michael's business, your social accounts, and you can reach out to Michael if you feel called. My friend. I have one final question here today with you and a big part of this, this podcast that I'm building and creating is, you know, really surprise, surprise here, looking at a deeper relationship with our internal love. And on my journey, that love word was very complicated, right? Until I found a space and place within me where I found a definition of love that really rang true. So my question for you, Michael, is what is your definition of love? It's a really emotional thing. Um, what greater love than a man would lay down his life for the people that he created? 
you know, and, and I put this on Facebook the other day, God is love. And, um, the greatest act ever was when God became a man and laid down his life so that you could actually not experience religion, but you could experience a relationship. Love. I never forced my wife to marry me. I didn't drag, drag Lisa kicking and screaming to the altar. You know, I asked her father and I told her, told him that I loved her. And he said, are you going to be with her forever? And at the same thing, and this is how I'd finish saying this, is that God says that he stands at the door of your heart and knocks. And unless you let him in, it wouldn't, it, if he forced himself into you, which is what a lot of religion and a lot of things do, it's not love. I never forced Harrison to invite me to come on his podcast, right? He wouldn't have. He wouldn't have done that because he loves people and he loves me, right? Same thing, right? And the same thing with him when I interviewed him. And I think that's the greatest act of love when God freely says, all you have to do is invite me into your life. And I come in and he laid down his life so that I could have a relationship with him. And for me, that's the ultimate love. So hope that answers. It's beautiful, sir. Comes back to that unconditional word that we talked about right at the start. Full circle. Yep. Michael, I love you very much. Thank you for coming on this show with me today. Thank you for sharing your voice. Again, I'll put everything in the show notes if you want to reach out to Michael, my dear friend. Um, but with that, beautiful souls, I wish you a wonderful morning, afternoon, evening, wherever you are in the world. This has been the Cosmic Love Antenna. My name is Harrison here with the powerful Mikey Huey and Rout. Bye, everyone. Thank you for listening to the Cosmic Love Antenna podcast. We hope you enjoyed. Be sure to follow Harrison on Instagram, Twitter, and Clubhouse at Harrison Ma. That's Harrison, M-E-A-G-H-E-R. Welcome to Ringside with Ray and Prince. My name is Ray Leonard Jr. Oh, is that the my name is Prince Daniels Jr. Daniels again with a big hole. On this show, we come to humanize athletes, entertainers, business executives. We're going to see what makes them tick. Tuesdays, 10 a.m. Pacific time on Spotify, Apple, Amazon, and wherever you get your podcasts. We'll see you there. Peace and power. Electric acid. Have you ever wondered what actually happens in Congress every day? Stay informed on Capitol Hill's daily happenings with a concise, factual summary of the Senate and House of Representatives activities from the previous session, free from bias, on the Congressional Record Daily Digest podcast. Subscribe on your favorite podcast platform and discover the process from the heart of U.S. politics. The Congressional Record Daily Digest, an Electric Cast production. Electric Cast.